The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I don't Hey everyone, this is Sarah. <laughs> and this is Megan. You're listening <laughs> to It's Always the Husband podcast. Welcome. Yeah, we're glad you're here listening and thank you for being patient. We'll get, we... Um, we're slow on the we're uptake. Just, we're just... We've been here and there and everywhere, so getting together. Is- we thought we were real. We were very proud of ourselves for pre-recording this last week's episode, so it just dropped, even though I was out of town. Yeah, we but didn't. Then we neglected to plan for this. Oh, of course, too. We can't do. We're not learned. No. And we're sorry. Yeah. A little um, bit sorry. Yeah, we just okay. we try yeah, and we, we fail. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> How was your week, Sarah, without me? I was not even in I know, you were the gone the whole week. Yep. I didn't do much at all. Just got to read and relax. It was great. What it's did you read? Great. Um, I read lots of stuff. I should write them all down. I read some good stuff and some weird stuff but maybe i'll um have a little book list okay and you were at a farm i was at my sister's farm medicine creek farm in finlayson minnesota and if you are in minnesota and you are interested in eating grass-fed organic beef pork or lamb you can order from her uh but anyway i like did stuff. I helped pull out no. fence posts nope. one day. I did. Nope. And Eloise was for sure like farming queen. Of course. The pigs would yeah. get out and she like in a literal downpour thunderstorm. Eloise was like, the pigs are out and ran out full bore to go get the pigs. Just and it like was a so sweet. Little Lord um, She was. She was balls to the wall. And my sister also um, sells and breeds uh, livestock stock guardian dogs. So mm. she had two puppies that were toddlers um, that were adorable, that were learning yeah. how to be with the flock. So they would kind of like toddle up to Eloise every now and again. And then there were three brand new puppies Aww. that were still in a whelping box. So... Um, still being nursed. And so Eloise, literally every 20 minutes, she would be like, I'm going to go check on the puppies Aww. now. I'm going to go check on the puppies. And would just go hold, make sure she held each, all three of Aww. them. Yep. She named them and she was in love. And then, of course, I'm telling Phil every day, like, this is her place. Like, we had no electronics. I could barely yeah, get a signal anywhere. Yeah. I couldn't see pictures. I couldn't see Facebook. Um, once in a while it would let me chat. Yeah. Like sometimes I could get a signal enough where I could chat, but I couldn't ever get any pictures and which was lovely for us. Like we did a puzzle. We did. It was great. We yeah. had no TV, nothing. So we just like hung out and mm. sat outside and watered animals. It was beautiful. Yeah. Good. 
So that was great. And then um, I went to the Olsen girls uh, get together that weekend. So I literally drove home from the farm, dropped my kids off, slept in my bed one night, and then drove four and a half hours to South Dakota the next morning to join my mom and her sister and their cousins and their cousins' kids who are my age. And we partied our asses off that's good just and then yes that i had to drive home the next day four hours back yeah feeling like absolute dog shit yeah because you're alcohol more than blood in your body i mean yeah i i can't believe us so if you are my second or cousin or i don't know how who they are no what are they if they're my cousins second cousin kids yeah. they're my second yeah. cousins so i partied with my second cousins again which we kind of grew some of us grew up as cousins already so we are close but i met some of my cousins my mom's cousins kids that i didn't really know very well so i hope they're listening i think i told them about this podcast but maybe i didn't yeah i don't know i'll have to invite them yeah if they I forgot have who knows what i said yeah i don't know no, nobody you don't know. i don't know what i did all right we have some new um supporters on patreon we do they yes. support my drunk ass they do your whorishness oh, your drunkenness thank god your booze hound i need some more kirkland yeah. sauvignon blanc we have so the uh, susan Rabault or Rabault, Bault, R-A-B-A-U-T. She gave us the episode suggestion as well. So she's for double duty for the one we're going to do today. So she's Susan. Way to go. So oh, double yeah, duty. And Susan. Thank you, Susan. My name is now Susan. Becky Haney. Becky, welcome. Thank you so much. I like to call every Becky in my life Bex. Yes. So hey, Bex. And Christiana Tideman. Oh, I think it's right. Christiana. Hey, Christiana. Um, I believe that's right. I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, but welcome so much. We're so happy you're here. Um, Bernadita Cepeda. Oh, my God. From Santiago, Chile. You stop yes. it. So, ah! Bernadita, welcome. Thank you all the way from Chile. I lo- That reminds me of when we had to learn all the capitals of South America. Do you remember? I that? don't remember any of them. No. Lima, Peru, Asuncio. We didn't no, no, no. learn fun like I, that. See, I don't remember no. the words, but and we're Americans, so we're dumb as shit oh. at all that stuff. And I and we're um, proud of being. And dumb Katie as shit B, about it. welcome, and she wants to do a shout out for her friend Nikki W that brought her along. So oh, both of you, thank you so much, Nikki. Yes. So Woo! Katie, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you ladies. We just are so grateful. We cannot. Again, yes. we just are so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It makes us so happy. Yes. Um. And do you have a Facebook funny fucker? Mm-hmm. We have a Facebook group where we can ha- you can join and, and mm-hmm. um, mine was Carrie Dierolf Dierolf. What is wrong with your pronunciation? I don't, I don't know of names. Carrie D. Carrie K D. She okay. has two uh, two names. Carrie says it for all of us. I picked hers because it's so true. She put a meme 
that had like an old painting of a lady like stretching agonizingly towards her window and not able to reach it. And it said, when the fart is too strong, even for you to handle. But what she wrote is like, is anyone else's Facebook feed just all farts now <laughs> since joining this group? And I'm like, oh my God, that's so true. Anyone who joins Actually, their Facebook group, yes. your Facebook feed is going to be all balls. Yep. Period. Diarrhea, yep. medicine and farts. And we don't even apologize. No, for that. and we're sorry. And mine, you we're can imagine sorry, what mine feed we are. is. Yeah, yeah, we are um, trash. And so she just said it for everybody so well. So Carrie, you did it. Um, Thanks, Carrie. That was a good yeah. one. Uh, mine goes to Nikki Thorne, and Nikki. This resonated with me. You might have picked one that I. You might have picked one I thought about too. You so, did. Yeah. Okay. Um, it resonated with me because of my bowel problems, but it's the two goldfish in tanks oh, mm-hmm. or yes. in bowls right next to each other. And the one says to the other, you still got the shits, Dave. And so the one who says that he's in a clean bowl. Of course. And then poor Dave's bowl is like brat tan <laughs> with little brown specks and I was like shit I mean without shaming my father my poor father my lot we should call my dad my long-suffering yeah. dad just like long-suffering Stacy yes because he would he dies when I talk about my shit but that's like basically my sh- toilet that's your personality every day yeah is what that's what my toilet looks like he raised like, that and created it so it's all really Dave's his fault fishbowl yeah. is my toilet so yeah. oh, nikki i laughed so hard and i loved it and that was my favorite what about your glitter in the shitter without me what it what got you through this week <laughs> i am oh god um i had a hard time because I, yeah, all i did was really just was read gone. and clean my house it's i'm the only one here right now because jamie's in colorado mm-hmm um, and it's still a shithole. So, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I did watch a movie. Okay. On Hulu. Hulu. Mm-hmm. And it is called Prey. And it is like, in the Predator like, series. Oh, so like P-R-E. P-R-E-Y. Y. Uh-huh. Um, so it's one of Sarah's, you know, dumbass things. So if you know... You don't not into your. I'm not your bag. You can fast forward or whatever, but it's it's a sequel to the Predator movies. Now, why it's getting a lot of attention is it's set 300 years in the past, and it's about a Comanche tribe in the Predator. So we all know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie, where he says, "Get to the chopper." And that's the Predator movie that maybe we remember if you've seen it. I've seen it a thousand times. And Jesse Ventura, our beloved ex-governor, oh, no. was in it. Um, so you people know this or you don't. Like I said, it's one of Sarah's dumbass things. If you just want to not pay attention right okay. now, go ahead. Um, anyway, so it's about this young woman named Naru. And she has a dog that she trained has trained so it's like this girl and her dog and what she wants to do is become a hunter like her brother and the men of the tribe while at the same time she's getting kind of not pressure but being told you know from the other women your role is to do everything else the men hunt you know and the women do literally everything else and she doesn't want that she wants to hunt yeah she's incredibly smart and she's been training she's really physical she 
you know, can do everything the men can do. She gets mansplained by the men. Her brother kind of is mm-hmm. understands, but he also is like, you know, she has to be exceptional as a woman to just be seen as right. one of the guys. And she is. She's exceptional as a woman, but she just can't get through and be believed that she can do the task. And so that's kind of where it starts at, where she's trying to join the hunters, the men. And the predator lands. And so she real she's the first one because she's great at tracking. And yes, the dog lives. I had to stop when I saw her tr- like hunting with, with her dog. dog. Like if the dog dies, I'm out. But I went to like does the dog live.com and the dog lives. Oh, um, oh good. You checked. And that. so okay. she's she notices that something super fucked has landed and is mm-hmm. doing all this shit. No one believes her, of course, and they mansplain again to her that she's just a dumbass. Mm-hmm. And no one will believe her. But at the same time, French colonizers are fucking everything up and coming and um you know doing all this dumbass shit that they did at the same time so they're dealing with both this predator and the colonizers and her also trying to be heard and seen and, and the colonizers are not the predator no but they're just as bad i mean oh, they're dicks yeah. they're awful oh and so she's like the whole movie is her like dealing with all of it the predator is the he's an alien that comes to earth and hunts humans and animals and takes their samples like back to the planets and so she's killing off her tribe and she's trying to fight him and get Mm -hmm. them to believe he's there and then also the french colonizers are coming and kidnapping Mm -hmm. the tribe and killing them Mm -hmm. and then she's trying to deal with all of it but Mm -hmm. it shows it just shows like here is a really strong first of all female character in an action movie that we never really ever have right also it is showcasing you know an indigenous woman as a strong intelligent smart character that we never ever really have right um and it also has a Comanche dub, so you can watch it with in the Comanche language okay. at the time, which I can't even imagine right. there's another movie out there that does that. Um, so it's getting a lot of attention as just being really unique and good for people that aren't even into that weird sci-fi stuff. It's a really good movie just because of all those extra elements. Okay. So that was a long explanation. For I won't. I probably won't. No, watch you won't it. at all. No. But I'm glad you enjoyed there. it. Yeah. And Hulu. Hulu. Yes. Uh, my glitter in the shitter this week is a game that we played at Olsen oh, Girls Weekend. This is good. And it is called Shot Glass Roulette. And wouldn't you know, my mom went to Amazon and bought this game, especially for our girls' weekend. And there's a literal shot glass around a platter, and you just fill the shot glasses up with disgusting shots. So we just whatever alcohol we had, we just mixed and matched all the alcohols and like just poured disgusting shit in them. And then you literally play roulette. So you there's a little roulette inside of the ring of shot glasses and you drop the ball and spin it and wherever it lands, you have to drink the corresponding shot glass. That just will get you hammered. So we played that several times and were destroyed. 
Oh, that is crawling the bathtub for yes. sure. And behavior. some of them, we even, we, my auntie had made jello shots. So some of them we left empty. So if you got an empty one, you just automatically had to take the jello shot for that because all the oh. empty ones were the jello shots. And we had fireball jello shots, blue something jello shots, and I would have been in the hospital. Watermelon. Um, I can't believe none of us were. I would have been in the hospital. I did show you some video footage, yeah. which was like nothing could be put on social media from this no. weekend. It oh, was no. that was like the first thing that we said no. to each other was like we can take pictures and share it with each other, but nothing can go beyond no um, that this group. And so, oh my god hammered oh and then yeah we were doing like the ice like get iced thing have you seen that on tiktok where you have to take if someone hands you the drink you have to drink get down on one knee and drink it oh i hadn't seen it either because i'm old but we did that too so we were like shotgunning beer no i would have just been i i i would have been die i would have died sanity and in South Dakota, they have video lottery at all the bars. So then oh. we walked to the bar to oh. play video lottery. Yes. I mean, we were just... I would have pooped, peed, we did. barfed on myself. Hot mess There wouldn't express. have been a ch- at all a chance. No. All right. The, we are doing... Um, it's a, kind of a long one today. It's kind of a long one because it's a two, it was a two-hour date line. Um, set in 2012, and we had literally just done a 2012. So... We kind of remember, just remember back if you've listened, 2012. So we skipped a, a bit of the pop culture. But this dateline is called the Carrollton Plot, based on Carol <laughs> Forensic Files. <laughs> um, and it has such horrific people in it that we had to do it. Even though Dateline does not have reenactments, no. they still have really shitty people. Mm-hmm. Really shitty people. And this one is full of them. So it was a good one. And we had heard this one before and seen this one before. I think it's from 2014 even. Maybe. Um, but it's season 23, episode four. If you want to find it, it's on Peacock. Peacock. It's on the um, cock. And as well as you, a shitty version on YouTube. Okay. Um, but you can watch it that way. Or NBC. If you have NBC... Maybe it's just Peacock. Or, I mean, obviously, if you have yeah. cable or TV, you can probably watch it. Um, so we're going to dive right in. The Carrollton plot takes place in, believe it or not, Carrollton, Texas, mm-hmm. which is just north of Dallas, I guess, if you know all that shit. And Carrollton, Texas is like a richy, rich neighborhood, kind mm-hmm. of a high up, rich suburb. We are going to go to August 2012. And our host is... Andrea Canning, yep. who's very lovely. Um, in fact, if you, um, she has an Instagram and Twitter, and if you comment a lot, she comments yeah, back. She's, she's very. She has talked to me and wished me a happy birthday. Yeah, she's very personable um, and lovely in every she way. She has nine hundred kids, and she still yeah. interacts. Yes, We're... and all her kids seem adorable and yes. behaved. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she does it. Um, so we're going to meet. A dick named Frank Howard. Mm -hmm. And they show him walking around. So I went, hmm. I don't understand how he's walking. In a purple polo. Yeah. And he's 52 at the time that we're talking to him of this episode. I'm not sure. So he was probably 
late 40s at the time of our incident. Mm-hmm. Um, and real Frank is being interviewed. Again, I'm like, hmm, you kind of think, is he in jail? Is he what's going on? Is he what's going on that he's being interviewed? And we don't really find out, but no. um, we know what happens to him at the end. But um, so he's in a real, in, uh, he's being interviewed, the real Frank. And I wrote right away, he has mobster hair, the slicked back Kind of the hairline is too close to the eyebrows. But parted down the middle. Parted down the middle. Like, like a Teresa weird. Judici yes. Yes. Or Very much so. Like her. But a man. Yeah. It's because the hairline is a little bit too close to the eyebrows. Yeah. Um, but it's like a mobster slicked back, but parted in the middle like alfalfa. And he kind of looks like a skinny Jay Leno. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's just Good not. One. I mean, you hate him right away by looking at him, which is. Mm-hmm a dick move but it it works out in this case uh he is an accountant and he talks about how in 2009 he got a really really wealthy client and we'll talk about that a little bit uh they show pictures of him in the past and he has also a mustache that it sometimes goes to a hitler Mm -hmm. and then to a big 70s stash and then to a hitler and then to a 70s stash. So the mustache is changing. But in the real interview with Andrea, he doesn't have a mustache. He's all clean shaven. Right. So Frank grew up in South Central Texas as a preacher's son. So he has had church life and church values. And, and we all know how that goes. We all know how that goes. So ingrained in him since day one. He even talks about that he grew up with just solid, hardcore religious values and strong family values. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andrea looks at him like, hmm, hmm. He had in college, he had a br- very brief marriage that ended in divorce. Shameful. Shameful already. Like what? Mm-hmm. Come on. Um, shameful, but he lucked out. He goes to a party probably at the end of college and he falls in love with a woman named Nancy Shore and they keep showing a picture of her and she has beautiful Elizabeth Taylor violet eyes, very blue, purple, violet, beautiful eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a song. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a cute photo of them in college, her looking really cute, and he looks really happy. And he said, Nancy, he meant Nancy, Frank meant Nancy from church. They're both very religious mm-hmm. and um, had a bonding Fun over, times. yeah, over um, their church group. Uh-huh. They got married in 1983 by Frank's pastor preacher father yes and two years later they have a daughter named ashley and here andrea mentions that the birth was quite difficult and frank starts to kind of cry but there's no tears no he just (laughs) this was bizarre and then he says she was in the NICU for 10 days uh, and Andrew's like okay lots of babies are but it's great that she was good okay um this is what you're crying the only thing he even has any emotion for even though it's his fake non-tear emotion was this moment yeah and then they have a son Jay and they have another daughter Brianna we see the real Brianna and Ashley in interviews and I wrote they're adorable cute girls um never jay we never see we never see jay 
Although I feel like he is in league with Brianna and Ashley. I now I hate Brianna and Ashley. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, their cuteness was very uh, quickly, like it, it, it very quickly lost its luster for me. Yes. Um, after I heard them speak. This is what I wrote. Okay. okay. Ashley is the type of extreme annoying. Yeah. So for instance, at my work, we have assigned seats for our staff meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not. And they vary once in a while. Um, so you walk into the staff meeting and you're already kind of, I mean, well, I'll talk about myself. I'm already a crabby bitch. Bitch, yep. Um, so you walk in and then you try to find the table you're at and you see the list of other people you've been assigned to sit by. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I go, fuck. Yeah, you do. God damn it. <laughs> And then my mood yeah. sinks to rock yeah. bottom, my wanting to participate rock bottom, yeah. and everything rock bottom instantly because I'm forced to sit by the Ashleys of the world yeah. that are the super annoying people that you know as drama geeks in your high school that overact everything, um, make everything into like a pl- like a act out everything everything is a play I, I don't I don't even know how to do it but you know that type of person um and if I have to be with that by that type of person I immediately want to um murder. shut down and want to um like kill myself with a samurai sword yeah or anything that's near me and I thought maybe my life would go better if I wasn't such an asshole mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I can't help it would life be easier for me if I wasn't such an asshole? Do you think I am like an Ashley? Am I over dramatic like her? No, you're nothing if like you this. you see my name assigned to your, we, we would never no. get assigned together. We would never be put together. They know we're There's best not, friends. So that's never going to happen. Keeping us apart is that. No, you're not this, what this is. Okay, good. And I hope I Otherwise, never, I hate I, myself I because oh. I and Brianna is kind of like this like if you um so Ashley was the main talker Brianna was the one that's kind of like the Beavis to the butthead yes you know like butthead talks and then Beavis is just like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) right mom (laughs) yeah exactly so right away you're kind of like all right they're they're the children I'm gonna give them a chance but then if you're an asshole kind of like me Right away, um, they it goes you the to wrong pure way. hate, yep. and and you will tell you why it wasn't just by the way they talk like that. We, I mean, most that's of not it, it was because of because of talked. what they yeah. said. But, yeah. but yeah. how who they're they're it's their character. Yeah, her like. mannerisms, their character is horrible. Her tone but their of inside voice. thoughts too were not yeah. good. No, they discuss their great childhood, and Andrea kind of says. Oh, it sounds kind of like you had a little leave it to beaver childhood, you know, where it means like kind of mm-hmm. perfect. I myself, you know, great. We had great childhoods. We're very lucky. Yes. They go into a whole. Ashley goes into a hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> when we talk, we talk all the time and I'm beaver. My Jay's beaver. And she's beef three or beef. <laughs> I mean, just right there. You're like, God Mom damn and it. Yeah. Like, we get it, you dick. Oh, anyway, they say they had 
and uh dumbass frank is like yeah we went to their sporting events and their concerts you're supposed to as a parent you dumb asshole if you birth them, you yes. have to. Like you did what you're supposed to do as a parent. Yeah, that doesn't make you leave it to Beaver. I know. Anyway, Whatever. like they all seem to be happy. Frank and the three kids and Nancy. Yeah. Good. Where it all seems to change um, is when he gets this other job in 2009. As we go into it, he gets mm-hmm. this special job. Um, and that's kind of where it changes. He works for a defense contractor and he starts traveling a lot. Yeah. So we get to, we're in 2012. So we're in August 18th, 2012. Frank uh, gets a call. He's not at home. He is somewhere else, which we'll discuss. Mm-hmm. And um, he gets a call that Nancy, his wife, there's been a robbery at his house and she's actually been shot Mm. um and so frank is like oh holy shit um what's happening and he it it, well he gets a call from the daughter so we kind of get it from the daughter but what happens is nancy is shot so we're going to find out what happens the police go to the home and they look at the crime scene and try to break down what's going on um so before 8 p.m that night on august 911 is called. There's a woman on there. She's crying. She's kind of hard to understand. Um, and it's Nancy Howard. She's home alone at her house because Frank is gone in another state. He's in California and she is home alone. She is explaining to the 911 operator that she had just been robbed and shot. She's really kind of not sure, but she crawled into the house and is just asking for the police to come, asking for help. The police actually come and Nancy actually is walking and opens the front door and she had been shot in the head and we'll go over kind of what that is. Right. So here's where we just see the detectives. Um, we have Detective Michael Wall and Brian Turner, and they are both chrome domes, and they're both <laughs> yes. wearing matching little polos, so yes. they look like twins. Yes. And they're good. And they're, Andrea's interviewing both of them. So they just start right with the scene. So we start with the police officers. They don't know anything yet. They just know a woman is called. She's The woman herself had been shot. She's off to the hospital. They get to the crime scene and just see it's really, really bloody in the garage, um, and then the door, the garage door to the house is open. The hallway into the house is really bloody. There's no witnesses around outside in the house. They realize they've taken her purse. That's gone. Her phone is gone. Um, and this is where the police are like, holy shit. So they inform the family. They find out that, did, that her husband, Frank, is out of town. They find a neighbor or something that ends up calling Ashley. Um, and this is where we get B-roll of Ashley, the daughter, just for some reason cutting an apple. I mean, why? I don't know. And why are you cutting up this apple right now? And eat it. Eat it. Just take a bite. I thought that was weird, too, yeah. because there's no other B-roll of that. Cause Anybody else just, ever. No, it yeah, was it's just like, the two of them talking yeah. or being yeah. interviewed. But whatever. Um, so Ashley starts out just oh, saying. Oh, no, I take it back. There was the scrapbooking scene. Yes. Oh, whoops. Sorry. Where Ashley, she's like, oh, my God, it's called. And they said, your mom has been shot. And I was like, what? Uh, not my mom. My mom would never go anywhere where she could get shot. Where would my mom be where she would get shot? My mom got shot. What? 
like, what? Yeah. And Andrew's like, so you were confused? She's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, that's not why we hate her. That's pretty annoying. I mean, but that's not, I mean, that yeah. would be like, oh, she's weird. But not oh, the hate. She's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, you don't want to sit by that person at work because mm-hmm. you're trying to shoot like tear with your mm-hmm. fingernails dig into your artery in your neck and just pop it um anything to get out of there anything to leave yeah oh geez i gotta go home i just uh, broke open my jugular with my nail oopsies um ashley the daughter calls her dad and her dad is in south lake tahoe remember that spot um he's at a casino which he always seems to be at a casino Mm -hmm. when he's called which might be an issue which is remember that um and i'm not sure is he in south lake tahoe for vacation or for work we're not quite sure but i have a feeling we'll find out yeah um ashley calls frank and she says that when she tells frank her dad that his wife her mom nancy was shot she says he just starts crying hysterically yeah now even her own children were just like what you know kind of confused like okay you know we'll get to the hospital because she's alive but she's shot um she says her dad was crying so hard that she couldn't even understand him right so i thought that doesn't really i mean i can match but it it doesn't really match since she is alive i don't know and she just says he was going insane, like yeah. hysterically screaming, crying. Lost it. Yeah. Like, okay. And just a very extreme, you would think you would be more shocked at that point. Again, mm-hmm. too, like, how does your wife, who's just, a, you know, she's just at home, she isn't, right. you know, she went to church that night and came home. Where is she getting shot? Yeah. You know, how, that would be, I feel like this reaction was a lot. But anyway, I've never been in that situation. So what do you do? Frank gets on a plane at 6 a.m. the next day to come home. And Ashley describes as Frank is going to the hospital to see Nancy because Nancy was taken to the hospital. She's alive, um, being treated. Mm -hmm. She said he just literally was crashing into things and smashing and falling onto the ground in fits of, like, crying. And then every time something beeped, she said he would be jumpy and scream crying and she's like he was in just terrible shape terrible shape not once does ashley mention that her mother was in terrible shape and listeners there were there was footage yes of the mother in the hospital so this is what had happened to the mother and it was horrifying the bullet which will she will explain what happened in her own words because Nancy does live. Mm -hmm. The bullet goes just above, she goes into her left eyebrow above her eye, skates along her eye socket, Mm -hmm. goes into her sinus cavities, scrapes along her sinus cavities, scrapes down her throat Mm -hmm. into her left lung, puncturing it and collapsing her left lung. Yes. So she describes as she is on the ground, She's can't breathe because she has one lung. Um, your entire face has been scraped with a burning hot bullet. And so blood is coming out your nose and your mouth. And your, your throat, head, your eye, your eye, your throat is filled with the blood from your torn up throat. And then your lungs are filling up with blood. Right. And so she's coughing and spitting up blood, trying to breathe and, and save herself, save by herself by herself. Yeah. Um, but never once did the children mention 
the bad shape their mother was in. They yeah. talk about this fucking idiot, yeah. Frank, who comes into the hospital, oh my God, <laughs> falling into things, falling onto the ground. That's totally inappropriate behavior. I feel. And still his hair to be was parted down the middle. And shellacked. And shellacked. Like, why Fuck are you, you collapsing into yeah. all of the equipment, rolling on the ground, creating a scene? Yeah. I mean, it's all an act. And how do your own children not see, like, what the fuck are you doing? Sit down and listen to what the doctor's saying. Right. Pull yourself together, goddammit. Right. Be strong for your wife who just got shot in the fucking head. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Stop being a dick. Yeah. Like, if you, like, what are you doing? You are the adult dad here, you fucking asshole. Why are you shitting your pants walking down this hallway? God damn it. You're acting worse than a dad who's seeing childbirth. The moms always get the shaft. Always. This, your wife has a bullet went through her entire body. Yeah. Fucking upper body and you're acting like the poor baby dick? I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast because my mom would say the same thing. Like, we lived in the middle of nowhere, right? On this fucking farm. Yeah. And my dad was gone all the time yes. in the field. He'd wake up early, right? Go out in the tractor or whatever. Come back for lunch and all of us girls would be like, Daddy! Yeah. Hey! You know, and she's like, fuck you I'm the one who got you breakfast, cleans your shit, folds your laundry, makes mm-hmm. sure you have clothes, brings you to school, picks you up, feeds you and make dinner for everybody in the field, not just your dad, but everyone who's helping and you guys. And yes, what the fuck? I feel like this was the same thing where yeah. these girls were just like, my daddy's the best. 400 times watching this episode, I wanted to stop and write Nancy a letter yes. and just say, girl, I'm a yes. thousand percent behind you. Yeah. Your family is fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, we might need to. I agree. I don't know. I agree. So Nancy is shot to shit. And thankfully, she only loses her left eye, which is also horrible to have yes. lose an eye and be blind in one eye. I mean, that's uh, you have to get used to. I mean, you, you can't. Do. Even, it's hard. You can't. To seeing everything is fucking different because no. you don't have perception. like the perception. Right. She lived thankfully and she had no brain damage crazy so i mean just absolutely pure insane yes luck it went where it went she was literally walking like three days oh she bounced back like a fucking badass yeah Yeah. too like a badass this woman was and she had tons of tubes so andrea said did you talk to her and she said, no, and Frank went, no, because she had, you know, the tubes to breathe and shit. Oh, you mean because her lung collapsed right. when a bullet oh, yeah. went into it? Mm-hmm. Um, but she was awake and probably looking around like, God, these fuckers are here. Uh, so Frank, he said to Andrea, so the kids and I sat around her bed, you know, discussing theories. What could have happened? And, you know, um, what, how would she have gotten shot? And Andrea says, what? Is there anyone out here there who wants to shoot your wife? And he went, no. Um, And they show the police right away grab Frank. Because as we know, Mm -hmm. it's always the goddamn husband. Exactly. That's who they go to first. And since Frank looks like a, I mean. Piece of shit, Teresa G. Yes. They pulled him in right away. And we see actual footage of him being interviewed by the police. 
Um, he doesn't seem torn up, but he fake pretends to be crying again. No tears seen at all. I, if I, if it was real, you'd think you'd have some tears running down your face or something like, Oh my God, how did this happen to my family or whatever? Um, he says, you know, to the police, I have no, I mean, there's nobody, she's a housewife. Like what? She goes to church, goes home, goes to church, goes home. Mm -hmm. Um, the kids are all grown up out of the house, you know, and, uh, there's uh, he's traveled all the time you know she just has her lady friends and whatever she doesn't there's nothing she does that's gonna get her in trouble and then he's like but you know um she can be a little too giving like like a stranger might come to the house and say i need a bunch of money to buy some jankum Mm -hmm. and she would just give him her like money from her purse or she might see a dock walker and might you know Mm -hmm. take her home and give her a shower and give her her clothes and put her on her way you know and sometimes those people probably you know could be shady and they maybe shot her Mm-hmm. And then the police are like, so you're saying your wife is just too nice and someone shot her for being too nice? And he was like, yeah, that could be it. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. They're like, yep, all right. And then they say, can we have your phone? And he he just says, so, yep, grabs his phone and gives it to him. And doesn't ha- seem to flinch at all. Really. Right. Uh, Andrea now is with the kids, Brianna and Ashley, and says who do you think why would your mom be shot and they too pretty much said she's a fucking dumbass Mm -hmm. that just will help anybody like scums of the earth and you know like rotten druggies and you know like through church she learns about people who maybe need help and she helps these fucking dicks yeah and so probably one of these poor fucking assholes right helped her because she's so fucking stupid and doesn't understand the risk right and that's pretty much what they were saying. So Andrea even says, you're saying she's too naive when she tries to help people. And they're like, yeah. So she probably just like, you know, helped the wrong person and they came back and shot her in the head. And Andrea's like, I don't know if that happens, but okay. Okay. Like, oh, all right. Do you think I wrote geez. Do you think Andrea hated this? She hated them too? and she was okay. trying to okay. remain Me very too. professional. Me too. That's what I She hated too. them. Okay. Right away. Um, police say that so far Frank's being pretty cooperative. In fact, he just hang, hands his phone over, like we saw. Right. Um, which uh, sometimes you find secret stuff on people's phones. That's weird. And Frank even offered right away a reward. Like if if he said to the police, you know, you need money for a reward, and the police are like, let's just kind of first get through day one. Right. And Frank's like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, you know, whatever. So he's going to offer money, whatever. Nancy is starting to do really well at the hospital. Like day two, day three, she gets her two pulled. Right. Um, she's still having trouble talking again because a bullet mm-hmm. went screaming down her throat, tearing right. the shit out of it. So she does sign language. And so we get a nice reenactment of dramatic Ashley dramatizing how she was trying to do sign language with her mom. Um, she goes, oh, I got to put my spelling cap on. Oh, anyone who says that shit, you just want to beat the goddamn shit out of them. fucking beat you with your spelling cap, Ashley. Oh. Fucking put hate you. Put a dunce cap on your that head, cap. dick. Yeah. And stand in the corner. Yes. She's like, oh, she was putting, you know, letters in her hand. This is a woman who got shot. 
shot in the head and is trying desperately to say, what the fuck happened yeah, to me? And yeah. you are saying, I got to put my spelling cap on. Oh, oh on, what letter is she saying? Oh, my God. Dad's crying. Dad looks like he's distressed. Hold yeah. on, Mom. Dad's having another piss pants moment in the corner. I'll be. I'll get. I'll put my spelling cap on later, Mom. Dad looks sad. Oh. Uh, mm. Nancy starts being able to speak and right away talks to the police. She says, "For fuck's sake, you know what the fuck happened?" And they say, "What? What was your night like? What do you remember?" Yeah. She said, "I went to church because her fucking friend had a baby that was getting baptized, right. so she goes to her friend's baby's baptism." She leaves and the police go to the church and find that there are surveillance tapes, which come in handy later. Mm -hmm. But you see Nancy walking into church wearing her little mom Mm -hmm. outfit, um, going there for her friend's baby, comes back out and she leaves church about 730 at night. Mm -hmm. She goes to Taco Bueno. That's right. (laughs) Bitches, get your tacos. We don't have a Taco Bueno. Um, She gets fast food. She goes to the garage, gets her fucking purse and her fast food out and to go into her house just to eat her fucking food. Right. And she literally um, is like going to turn into her garage door, like from mm-hmm. garage into the house. And she said a man grabs her around the neck and then puts a gun to her head right. with the other hand. And she said she was so confused. Like, what? That she literally pushes the man back and turns around and faces him and is like, yeah, she's like, what's happening? And he says again, like, give me your purse. And she's like, okay. And then she gives him the Taco Bueno bag because she just like it was in her hand. Yeah. She had a purse. She said she had her purse around her arm or her shoulder. And then the Taco Bueno bag in her hand, it like puts it into his chest. Mm-hmm. And then she said he was probably like, what the hell's the deal with this woman? Like, I don't want your fucking yeah. tacos. And then he says, give me your purse. And she's like, oh, okay. Oh, my purse. And then takes her purse off. And she said he was close enough that she just literally stuck her arm out a little bit and it hit his chest. Mm-hmm. And then she said, I was down. He shot her right in the head. Yeah. And she was down. Yes. Um, she doesn't know if she was out. I don't think she was out for a whole lot because it was about eight when she called. So this is probably like seven. 45 yeah. when she got shot and it was yeah. about eight when she called 911 she's down shot in the head yes and then she wakes up and realizes i need to get help and then thinks shit he took my purse and my cell phone was in my purse yes so she's like my car has whatever the emergency thing yes. she gets up gets into her car and you see blood all over where mm-hmm. she's trying to like dial 911 from her she must have like the Chevy yeah like thing. on star on star yeah and that shit of course doesn't work you know because her husband her dick mm-hmm. husband probably never paid for it probably not so she's like fuck so she gets up she's walking shot in the head and her lung is collapsed and she's like blood is mm-hmm. pouring out of her face and her mouth and her throat right and then Andrea says, were you in pain? And she's like, yeah, um, I was. <laughs> yeah. It hurt. Jesus, And she said, but the worst was that I couldn't fucking breathe. It was just blood right. everywhere. And kept gurgling. Yes. Oh, gurgling God, I blood. know. I just kept going. <sighs> so she belly crawls mm-hmm. through her hallway, then gets up again and goes to the bathroom. Mm-hmm to look at herself to see what ha- like what happened and she sees like her whole face is like blood yeah and then she goes to her phone and calls 911 and like and it was a, a 
not a cell phone in her house. Landline. What do you call it? Yeah, yeah. a landline. And we hear that. Yeah, we hear the 911 call where she's just like, you can hear her go like, <gasps> and she's just like, oh my God, you know. Yes. And then she asked the woman, like, please stay on. And yeah. like, yes. And because she even explained later, like, she didn't want to, if she was going to die, die there, alone. she didn't want to die alone. I mean, my God, she had to deal with all of this. Yes. And the police come, this this hardcore bitch walks mm-hmm. to the front door and opens the fucking front door for I the know. police. Why don't these dicks look at the open garage and come in where all the blood was? They're dumbass. They go and ring the doorbell? Yep. But she lets them in. They rush her right away. And even the two cops were just like, holy shit, like she right. was wrecked. Um, three days later, though, she's up and walking and talking to police. Three days yeah. after getting shot in the head. And she just said all he had on was dark cap. He had glasses. Mm-hmm. And she talks about the look in his face. She can't remember really how he looked. But that just he had a really evil, no pity, no emotion, intent on shooting right. her in the head look. Um, and detectives like, okay, holy shit. So at the same time, they're looking at Frank's cell phone that he gave them two days ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, believe it or not... This is weird. This I mean, was so surprising. It, this surprised me yeah. so much that I did shit my pants. I thought that too. Yeah. Um, he has very surprised. a mistress. No. This guy who had a Jesus, preacher. I did not see father. this one coming. He is a good Christian man. Mm-hmm. He grew up with solid Christian values. His mm-hmm. entire growing up was solid. And his kids, solid Christian values. Just solid he has shit. a mistress? I, I know. I That can't be true. I'm incredulous. But he has a 40-something mistress named Suzanne, hmm. who also has two kids. And Suzanne, I would say, was hmm. handsome. Uh, I took Listeners, I took some pictures. So check our Facebook group for pictures. This was not Suzanne Summers. No, with, it sure wasn't. With Biggins. No. Where you can say, oh, you know, no. Frank had a chance at Suzanne Summers. No. You got to take it. No. No, this wasn't. No. Um. Police decide to talk with Suzanne to see if she's in on the plot. And Suzanne is just out right away. She had nothing to do with it. She had no idea. And we'll kind of get into it later. Like Suzanne really had no idea. Um, She was just a a dumb bitch taken along for the ride as well. Although she, yeah, she was was told some different, some lies too. But she did know he had a wife. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she's a dumb bitch. But um, she had nothing to do with this though. No, 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 no. Uh, they decide, let's take a bit of a closer look at Frank Mm -hmm. because now, um, he has a motive and he might have more secrets, Mm -hmm. but they also say we didn't try to just narrow only in on him because now we have a huge motive. Right. We also want to keep it open so that, you know, we're just not looking at one guy and whatever. Uh So we're like, yes, good. We get it. Um, Police decide to talk to Ashley and Brianna and Jay. And the kids, Ashley says to Andrea, oh, my God, the questions were getting kind of pointed. Like, they thought maybe he would have been a suspect. And we couldn't believe it. That was the whole point of the questioning, you Mm -hmm. dildo. Yeah. Yeah. My God, genius. Yeah. Yeah. And then they said, so we told our dad he has to get a lawyer. 
And then Frank said, um, I got a lawyer. Yeah. And uh, Andrea said, Does, do you think the police maybe thought that you would be guilty? And he says, oh, well, my kids always watch Dateline and that's what they say to get a lawyer. Yeah, ga, 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 and ga. you should have a lawyer anytime you, you talk to the police. You really should. Anyway. Um, Note to self, yeah. bitches. Get, get a, a lawyer. lawyer. The police do mention, like, hey, Dick, we checked out your phone mm-hmm. and we see you have this fucking affair. And mm-hmm. why didn't you tell us about this fucking affair? And Frank pretty much just says, you know, it didn't it didn't really have anything to do with what happened to Nancy. And they're like, um, um, yeah, it, 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 uh, it, yeah. It, 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 it can be involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that might be a reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So Frank tells the kids first that he had been having an affair so that the police don't tell them they find out from him. What a stand-up guy. Ashley, of course, does a whole reenactment again acting oh, like his dad tells dad. he's having an affair. And he oh, went, yeah. dad. She went, crap, dad. Dad, come on. Don't have an affair. This is going to make you seem suspicious, dad. <laughs> I that was her reaction to her dad having this affair cheating on her mother who again is in the hospital with her head shot I, I would have like just fucking punched faces I I I, I can't I think I I, I would have just been like are you a fuck then right away out of my mouth I was like you fucking shot mom you shot right. mom. Immediately, the next step would have right. been, you're guilty, you shot mom. Right. I'm calling the cops. You're a fucking asshole. Because I have seen Dateline. Yes. You're right. I have seen it, and I know how this ends. Right. You dumb ass. Oh, my God. Oh. So he tells all the details, and Andrea says, what are the details of meeting um, Suzanne Summers not? <laughs> not Suzanne And Frank Summers. says, well, we found each other at the gambling table. And I'm like, that's a great Weird. choice. First of all, he obviously is a gambling problem. And then to find another gambling person together mm-hmm. sometimes might not be a good match. Anyway, but sometimes it might. Who knows? And he said, we just fell in love. That can ha- I understand that, too. That can happen. You can mm-hmm. be with someone for 900 years and you just move on and your heart moves on and you meet someone else. But then maybe just say, I, right. I've been traveling. We have been separated pretty much for... Yeah. You know, I'm traveling, we're gone, we're together yep. twice a weekend a year. Yep. I think it's time we just separate or, you know, I'm, I think I've met someone else and end it. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. Right. You know, that happens to people. He does none of that. He immediately hides it. Uh, he hides it from the police. He didn't say anything like that. And he, of course, never mentioned it to his children. Right. Um. And he has gotten a divorce before. So, I mean, he can get divorced. You can. But yeah. he's like, I mean, no, I, I know. Yeah, it's can. impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't do that. And we'll find out how long this had been going on, mm. too. And Frank, to the police, is a major suspect. So, thankfully, the police tell the hospital that keep fucking Frank out of her room. Besides, he's Jack Trippering and falling all over and knocking all her tubes all over right, and his right. fake collapses. <laughs> he's also fucking probably the right. one that, that set this up. Right. Um, that everyone with a fucking brain finds out minute one, he says he has a mistress. But that that's exactly. good. Because how many of the Poisoner women went in and 
to the hospital when their husbands were in there poisoning them still with shakes and stuff. Don't let, I mean, you know, like in Datelines and Forensic Files, like oh, all yeah, these poisoners right. would go in and feed them their own right. food, food, you know. Yeah. Oh, um, Frank then has to tell Nancy on the phone mm-hmm. that he's having an affair. So this woman is day three of getting shot in the head and trying to figure out what the fuck just happened to me as I'm trying to eat my fucking taco bueno. Right. Then her dick husband calls on the phone because he's not allowed in her hospital room now because the police have said so. Yeah. And tells her over the phone that he's been having an affair for three fucking years. Oh, shit. That one hurts. Yeah. And Andrea says, like, how did that feel? And she was like, well, shitty. But then Nancy said, Frank was broken apart. He was crying hysterically to where Nancy had to fucking comfort him. Because he was crying and hysterical and saying, I'm going to make it right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm going to make it right. And she's kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I, I, I don't really want to talk about this right now because my throat's still shredded. Right. And my lung is still inflating. Right. But she was. She said she was completely shocked. She just never would have imagined he would have an affair. It just. She said it was beyond her scope of even thinking that this was happening. Um, it's maddening. Which I have a feeling there might have been signs that she maybe overlooked. Um, just she because said, three she years said, is yeah, it's so long. Yeah, except that he was gone all the time for work, and then maybe she. I don't know. Like, to me, if your husband's... Sorry that your husband's gone all the time. Mine mine is gone all the time, too. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Except mine is I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, Suzanne Summers, can you go to Colorado and have those biggins hang around to see some tall guy running? see if you can make it happen. And just jump up and down like your Three's Company days and just see. He's oh. very tall. He's very tall and he's and probably he's running right running. now. Running. And shitting. Yeah, just shake them. Shitting on, on the leaf. ground. Yep. Who knows? Oh. Um, yeah. Nancy, though, she even says, though, she saw a lot of changes in him yeah. since 2009. And that's when the affair started. But he also got a new job in 2009. And she thought it's due to the job, which also is true. So yeah. Frank gets a job for a man named Richard Rayleigh who is a defense contractor. He made millions during the Iraq war by supplying ice to the soldiers. Hmm. And I feel like that isn't as legit as it might seem. We should try making ice. Yeah. I feel like there might be something shady in this whole situation. There might be. Frank ended up being the chief financial officer of this guy. Um, And so he had to travel all the time to California, to Florida, to Kuwait, to Iraq, all all over for this guy, taking care of the ice money, Mm -hmm. I think. All right. So Nancy said she noticed all these changes. Some were good, like they had a shit ton all of a sudden more money. Right. And their status and toys and stuff went way up. But she said Frank was gone all the time. And then she gets a call from him one day that he's going to ditch her on New Year's Eve, not come back home because he's hanging out with new business friends. Right. And I feel like, oh, that's right there. That was that was a red flag there. 
that yep. Yep, that maybe should have and she said she went ballistic on him saying I'm home by myself all the time you can at least be home for fucking holidays if you don't have to work right you know and, and she started getting angry and then she told him I'm going to counseling so she notices there's marriage problems right. too she went and then Frank went just for a tiny bit and pretty much told her I'm not into it again that's kind of a again sign yeah he's not into it because he can't tell the truth right because the truth is he's fucking another woman right he's in love with someone else and he doesn't want anything to do with you yeah um but nancy now in her interview with andrea Mm. kind of looks back and sees yes i can see now he was he was all in on this other woman um in this three-year affair he wasn't involved in our marriage at all Andrea talks to Frank and brings up again, hey, didn't you say you were raised by, you know, like a pastor? Oh, no. Um, Yeah. And uh, had all these church values and that you're porking some other woman for three years while you're married to another woman and you're lying to the woman saying, like, you're still in love with her and family, but you're porking this other lady. And he says, yeah, I know it wasn't very good. I knew it was wrong. And Andrea just looks at him like, you're such a fucking weirdo. Right. Oh, my God. So here's where we're at, like, day four of her shooting. Number one, Nancy's purse is stolen, but the cell phone is still in the purse. So the police can very easily track where it is. They find the purse in a dumpster right near her house. It has all of her cash, credit cards, wallet, cell phone. All the contents of the purse are still in the purse. The driver's license was taken out of the wallet which the police feel like they took the driver's license out, took a picture of it to say, yes, we got the right person and then threw it all in the dumpster. In fact, there's a dateline shows a picture of some police officer in a big old hazmat suit and gas mask dumpster diving, looking for this. Right. Thing. Like, like just look in there and, Crap! I don't know. Grab it. Do you really? I don't yeah. Know. Do you need the whole thing? Like we just fucking jump in those all the time and like look for pieces of pizza. Yeah, and it's my fine. outfits. <laughs> and then we go to the bar. Yeah. Then we go back to the bar. Um, second, they have surveillance video at church. So the purse idea gives them the think like, okay, the driver's license out. She was targeted. They wanted her shot. Mm-hmm. So it's not a random, just some douchebag meth head stealing her taco bueno, which right. is possible. But they think that's not the case right now due to the purse information. Surveillance at church. They show Nancy arriving for the baptism. She walks in. Right as she parks, the silver vehicle arrives, parks next to her. No one gets out. Nancy go in, goes in. The silver vehicle watches her, goes in, leaves, mm-hmm. but comes back after like a half an hour some dick in the vehicle gets out walks in and they have him on camera except he has like a hat on he takes a huge shit dump in the church bathroom probably um and then comes back out nancy comes back out she gets in her car and leaves church and that silver vehicle follows right away and follows her so police say there that's them that's who targeted her. That's mm-hmm. who shot her. Mm-hmm. She was a target. They wanted her. So why was Nancy targeted to be shot? So now they have this information. There's also this fucking weird story they get from another fellow cop about a pullover they did one month before Nancy was shot. 
This cop says she pulled over two weird dicks in a silver car that were driving all over the town of Carrollton. And they were weird. And they were from a town 100 miles away. So the police had kept seeing these guys just driving in a loop and then realized when they looked up their license plate, they were from another town. And so they just pulled them over. Like, what the hell's going on? And they were acting a bit like super crackheads because they were. And the police oh, say, like, really yeah, methed out. Yeah, yeah. super meth heads. Yeah. Um, Jink a meth together, huffing oh. like crazy. They give a story of we're looking for our uncle. He owes us money. But then in the same sentence, they say then our, we're trying to find our stepdad's house. And then they say the stepdad's in jail. And then they're trying to find this other guy named John, like all in the same meth sentence. So the police lady <laughs> is like, can you? Get out of the car. I'm confused. Yeah. An uncle, a yeah. stepdad, and Uncle Mr. Stepdad John. John. Yeah. Hmm. So this 19-year-old named Dustin Hiram's, who is high as a kite on Jenkum. Oh my God. Gets out and they're like, What the fuck? What again is your story? And he just says, I'm looking for John. He owes me money. And they're like, Okay. Um, all right. You know, and and then he says, but I'm also a hitman, and I'm here to kill a Carrollton woman. And they're like, oh, "Okay." Um, Cassie and I laughed out loud yeah. at that part. <laughs> and then he just they, he gets back in the car and drives away. But did they just think he was so methed out mm. that whatever he was saying? But don't have him drive being on Jenka meth. And then he says he's a hitman. He's going to go right. kill a woman. But then he just gets in the car and drives away, and they just write it down. Okay, okay, but they have this information. So when Nancy gets shot, the cop who did this comes to the detectives and says, here's this weird Jenkum dick who said he was going to kill somebody. Like, is it him? And so they show Nancy. Not only, yeah, yeah. he's a weird Jenkum dick, but he's like said he's going to see his uncle, but is also a hitman. Like, yeah, it was, it seemed so crazy that it couldn't be real. Right. Right. They thought he was just, yeah. Like, like he's he's fucked up. Totally fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, get it, whatever. Nice life. You know, they get him out of here, go back home and stop fucking around here. They probably said and get lost. Um, They show Nancy photos of the two guys in the car and she doesn't recognize them. And they're like, well, you know, she was shot in the head. You know, mm-hmm. that's going to be hard for her to remember all that. But they kind of. <coughs> pardon. Oh, my God. Excuse um, you. They kind of stall a little bit. And then the county jail calls the detectives. Now we have another dick named Billy Earl Johnson, mm. who's from East Texas. And the detectives just say they're East Texas folk. So our East Texas folk, another word for Jenkum folk. It's rough out there. Uh, So West Texas is like the ranchers that we love. Yeah. West Texas. Okay. Yeah. And then in the center, you have like the Dallas, Austin, Houston, kind of down that line. Yeah. Okay. And then there's East Texas and it's fucked. Okay. Yeah. All right, so East Texas folk. Yeah. That's all he said, they're East so, Texas folk. yeah. So Billy Earl Johnson, who looks like Steve Buscemi, um, and yeah. he is very methy. <laughs> He's like a methy Don Corleone. Uh, yes. And he is talking nonstop. 
But he says he knows all about this fucking shooting of Nancy. And he wants, he's like, I want to get out and see my grandkids. And I'm getting out this weekend. And they're like, well, okay, but tell us something first. Right. right. And so he pretty much tells his whole story right now. Um, so he is the ringleader of a crew. He's the mob boss of a crew called the police call them the hee haw gang. And if you know anything about hee haw, it's a fucked TV show. Yes. That was on from 1969 until I found this and I'm still shocked and I'm not sure it's true. 1997. I just can't believe that. I can't believe it's true, but in previous episodes, mm-hmm. listeners, I have sung the, see- the, you have. the seesaw or the hee-haw song. You have. Where, where are you tonight? Why did you leave me here all alone? I searched the world over and thought I'd found true love. You made another and <laughs> wait, <laughs> you were gone. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a very East Texas song. So it sure is. And um, he ha- had big names. It did. Names like Waylon Jennings. And I'm sure names Conway like Twitty was on Conway Hee-haw. Twitty. Names like Loretta Lynn, Tanya Tucker and Loretta Lynn was on the first episode of Hee Haw. But then Kenny and Dolly. I don't know. Mm. I'll look it up. But um, yeah, there are these people in a in they called it like Corn Folk County or something like that. And And they made fun of hillbilly folk. Yes. Yeah. There was no meth on hee I don't think so. But these... I bet there was moonshine on this hee-haw. This hee-haw gang definitely had meth. Yeah. So... They were meth gang. Meth I'm hee-haw. sorry. Gang. Yeah. yeah. So Billy Earl Johnson, hee-haw gang leader, decides yes. to talk. He said two men did it. They yes. drove together. One was the driver. One pulled the trigger. He said this whole plot started in 2009 where some asshole called him at his house. And he said, I have no idea how he got my number or knows who I was um, or knew to contact me. But this dick named John called and said, I need you to do a job. And he says, what job is that? And he says, I want you to kill Nancy Howard, my fucking. He didn't say fucking wife. He just said, I want you to call Nancy Howard, but I want you to make it look like a robbing or, you know, like a, a just su- an accidental, like some, right. someone did something to her. She was hit by a car or something like that. Um, but I want you to kill her. And he used a burner phone and Billy recites the number of the burner phone because he had memorized it. Yep. And the police are like, okay. And they keep writing this, all this shit down. Billy describes Nancy's car to a T because Mm -hmm. John told her the car. Um, Billy said he was never going to commit the murder. And he said his hee-haw gang would never have committed the murder. But this John was just saying he's going to just shit out all this money to them. And the police say, how many times did you talk to John? He was like, a whole lot of times. Like one billion? 
Yeah, and they're like 10 times. He's like, more, and like 20. And he's like, I, th- I think like 50, 60 times over two years. Um, so then they find out that Dustin Hiram's the Jenkum driver from a month previous. Who that said, said he was my uncle, my you know, stepdad. Oh, John. and I'm a hitman. Yep. He is Billy Earl's stepson. So they are, he right. is a member of the Hee Haw gang. Yeah. John also was in talks with Dustin. And so police now have these two connected. They know where Dustin Hiram lives because they, they have his driver's license when he was pulled right. over. Police go to East Texas. Yes. And it, Billy warns the police about Dustin. He says, he's so stupid he didn't even know how to put an antifreeze in a pickup truck that fucker's so dumb he name dropped antifree he did and for that he's the hero he of this is. episode he is yeah. he's so fucking dumb he doesn't know how to put antifree in nope. that goddamn truck nope i don't know how to put antifree in a truck i don't know where billy earl goes no um dustin was found in a trailer with friends yeah and so they round him up and head him to the jail to interview him and this guy is high as a giraffe's oh my god butthole and he had on meth a black two black two black eyes and he's rocking and itching it just makes you sad yeah it was was very sad and they knew he was fucked they were like he was coming down off of something down he was fucked yeah and they were very good with him i think they like talked him through it and they're like you're a good kid yeah and he probably was he had family he had a shit ass mom and stepdad right um dustin they say, so who is John? And Billy Earl is talking shit about you and John or whatever. And Dustin says, he said, John wanted Nancy to be robbed while staying at a hotel in Grapevine was one of the re- things and to be killed with a baseball bat. Yes. So John, one of the times he wanted her, he found Nancy's schedule, told the Hee Haw gang she's going to be at Grapevine in a hotel, which was with her friends at a scrapbook Scrap event, booking. he wanted just to have her be robbed and beaten to death with a baseball bat. While she was scrapbooking. Uh, uh, Pictures of their beloved family. Yeah. Fuck you, Frank, John. Frank. Um, oh, wait. Do we John, not know he's We don't know Frank, yet. Sorry. I meant John. I ruined the whole thing. You did. Okay. You sorry. did. Um, you did. Now, people who want to read Encyclopedia Browns or Sherlock Holmes. They can't Holmes, go back. Or they can't go back now. It's they because I'm it. drunk. Um, John gave photos of Nancy, her entire schedule, and repeatedly suggested she be killed with her scrapbooking friends. Now, we all hate scrapbooking. We and do. scrapbooking women. And we hate scrapbooking friends. Yeah. But we don't kill them with a baseball bat, John. Yeah. We don't. No, we don't. And we let them do their craft and their art and what makes them happy. Dustin kept saying she didn't deserve to be killed. She didn't deserve to be killed. She a Christian woman. She was a good Christian woman. Well, no. What? And then they said, how did you know she was Christian? Because Mr. John told me. Mr. John told me she was a good Christian So woman. he's saying, go shoot this good Christian? And beat her head in with what a baseball fuck? bat like the walking, walking dead. John. All right. Now, 
John starts shitting out cash to the Heha gang. John is shitting out bundles of actual fucking cash, like $8,000 at a time. And even though the Heha gang is dumber than piss, yes. they still are smarter than Mr. John. Yes. Because they literally will not kill this, this good Christian, Christian lady. Yeah. And will continue to take his money to fund their meth habits by, sorry. Oh my God. Absolutely inappropriate. By. Unprofessional. ATVs. Yes. I was going to say snowmobiles, but there's no snow Mm, in Texas. Um, By everything. Yes. Boats. They were buying boats. Here's where we meet another member of the Hee Haw gang. His name is Charlie Louderman, and I found him kind of attractive. Who is Charlie? He wore the plaid and had the hat. He turned good, right? He was kind he was of in good. jail at first yes. in the first interview, yes. but then he got out. I kind of liked him. He looked hotter in his orange jumpsuit yes, than he, he did. did. Yeah, I I, can, I feel he you. was handsome. Um, He's kind of a rip type. Yeah. I, I thought he was handsome. Mm-hmm. Charlie explains. Now, he's a Hiha member. Um, mm. He is not related to Billy Earl. No. One of the one. He might be the only one, mm-hmm. but he was actually his bodyguard. So he was like the Jason to Sonny, to Sonny on General Hospital, like the bodyguard. Oh. Um, he was in jail on and off. Mm-hmm. Uh, for his interview, he was out of jail. But he describes that John... But his who, first interview that was televised, he was yes, in jail. Yes, in jail, yeah. because the police were interviewing him yeah. out of jail. He describes that John was giving shit tons of cash. And he said, I counted $83,000 on my bedroom floor at one time. Yep. He would give $32,000, $27,000, all these chunks. And Charlie said, John would... For three years, he's trying to get Nancy killed. And he said Billy would just keep telling John, like, oh, I couldn't kill her this weekend because I done had a headache. I got a kidney stone. Yeah. uh, My penis got caught in the meat grinder and I couldn't kill her this weekend. (laughs) I done got sick off my raccoon roadkill. Hot dish. <laughs> you ever done have roadkill ro- raccoon John, Mr. John would be like, okay. Yeah, all right. And then just give him more money yeah. the next weekend. And Charlie said they would literally meet John, see his face, see his car, see his license plate. And they pushed off, pushed off, pushed off the killing. And Charlie finally says, like, John would be adamant. You fucking kill this bitch this weekend. Right. I mean it. And Charlie goes, what did this lady do? <laughs> like he wanted her dead. No, I know. He was and, like, why is she yeah. so bad? Charlie said, Billy Earl, he was just buying motorcycles, cars, four-wheelers, ski boat, ski-doo, riding mower. He bought me a whole ton of assault weapons. Um, so the hee-haw gang had, Again, we're glad that the hee-haw gang just so easily can buy... Assault weapons. <laughs> An AR. 15. Right out of jail. Cool. Can buy the assault weapons. Because every picture, you guys, they, Dateline had no problem getting pictures of anyone in the Hee Haw gang because there were multiple. And I mean, 
multiple mugshot pictures of all of them. Yeah. Like they'd show one of what's his name, Hiram's. Yes. And he didn't have black eyes. And then the next one, he would have mm-hmm. two black eyes. And then he's I a mean, meth head. Um, yes. It, this is fucked. They were like trailer park boys where they're in and out of jail constantly. Okay. They had a picture of John. And what do you know? Like Megan said, it's fucking Frank. Sorry that I ruined it. There's Frank in his car talking to Billy Earl and the Hee Haw gang. And he has a Hitler mustache. Mm-hmm. So it's bad enough that you are talking to hitmen. They're taking your picture because you're a dumbass. Right. You're driving your car registered to yourself because right. you're a dumbass. And it's like a luxury. You also have a fucking Hitler mustache on top of it all. What in the hell? With Teresa Giudice yeah. hair. Too low of a hair. Yeah. Now, John is not even an alias because his full name is John Franklin. Right. Howard. Right. Now we get to just eight fucking days after the shooting. Police come back. They go to Nancy and Frank's home. Nancy is still Mm -hmm. in the hospital because she got her head shot Mm -hmm. fucking in the head. Mm -hmm. And police arrest fucking Frank. It just took him eight days because this guy is such a dumb fucking asshole. And Frank tells Andrea, I had no clue what was going on. You dickweed. You did. You lie all the time. All this all dumb lying. The time. How do you lie on TV to Andrea with such a, just lie like that and have a stone cold face? Like you psychotic, you narcissistic sociopath. No. Yeah. What a fucking asshole. Oh, and then he, they show his mugshot where if you just want evil... This picture is next to it in the dictionary. He looks like the most evil fucking asshole with like dead Satan eyes. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. And the charge is solicitation for murder because she lived mm-hmm. by, my God, the grace of God, literally, she believes. Like, mm-hmm. God is the one who saved her. Yeah. Her children, the children are in shock. Um, And this is what Ashley says. And it's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Like if a fucking diarrhea was in speech and gave like a fucking speech and it's a diarrhea, like it would probably say something pretty shitty. This was shittier. Shittier than a diarrhea at a speech competition. Ashley says, it's a very specific type of evil person that tries to kill their spouse. My dad is just not that person. Having an affair, it's a human mistake. But trying to murder someone that is not human and no human would do that. Sorry. My dad is a human? What? What are you talking about, you dumb, dumb bastard? (laughs) My God. You're trying to be like just dildo baggins over here and trying to be all clever. Everyone on earth who was murdered was murdered by a human. By a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. My God. What did Skeletor come and do all this? Really (laughs) fucked up. Real bad. I mean, that kind of logic is why the USA is now a poop village. Correct. There's so many dumb fucking assholes. I know. My God. 
god mm-hmm. and then brianna beavis mm-hmm. says he didn't hate <laughs> he didn't hate the kids enough to do that <laughs> to our mom <laughs> what does that even mean nothing you goddamn <laughs> ass rash <laughs> these two fucking dicks yeah it's bad. Uh, this is your fucking mother. Yes. Oh, I just, I can't. I know. Nancy, of course, is still in the hospital. She's getting, now she finds out that her fucking husband's arrested for soliciting her murder. She's like in shock, is still trying to heal and stay alive. And she just said it was, at that point, it was really hard for her to believe at that point, but she was just like, you know, whatever, you know, like, I'm just in the hospital still like, right. okay. You know, she's just like took it in and then like always this piece of dick cheese goes for his bond hearing and the entire church shows up. Yep. All of their friends show yep. up, speak for him that he's this wonderful guy and then pay his million dollar bonds. Yes. All of them. I want all of these people, I hope that now they know that they are dumb idiots, pieces of dumpster diarrhea. Yeah. Police now had proof, had proof that he has been having a three-year affair. Doesn't mean you're a murderer. Just means that maybe you're not as... um, jesus following as you might right. say which happens to everybody that's fine but they also have proof that he had been paying hitmen mm-hmm. close to eight hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars over the past three years they have a picture of him with the hitmen they yep. have the word of course they're criminals but hitmen yeah. usually are of all the hitmen criminals that have talked to him they have right. the number of his burner right. cell phone. Right. They have his car and license number. Yeah. They knew Nancy, what she looked like, her yep. entire schedule, where she lived. Okay. So the police just need to know who is the shooter, who actually did it. Right. They go back to Dustin Hiram the Methy Jenkum. And he says something like, I think it's a guy named Michael Speck. They go find Michael Speck. Well, that happens to be Billy Earl. He hogging's leader. That's his nephew. Nephew. Yeah, there's always some yes. weird fucking familial. So how connection. are these fuckers all related then to saying the same story? I mean, like it's. Yes. <laughs> Michael Speck was in the car. And so police find Michael Speck. And start talking to him. But then Billy Earl says, I was talking to Frank while I was in jail. And they're like, what the fuck? What? How? And so they get Billy Earl's jailhouse calls, which every dildo who listens to Dateline or any true crime knows are recorded or any dumbass would assume Frank, this dick is calling Billy Earl at jail and discussing Michael, the hitman, discussing the money he paid to Michael and discussing when the hit is going to happen. happen. All recorded his fucking voice. Voice. What in the hell? Now, what do the daughters think when they hear his voice? It's like, that's not my dad. 
I, I don't know it's how you can be fucked. so stupid. Uh. And yes, it is hard to believe your dad is a murdering psycho. Right. But it happened. Maybe show some sympathy to your fucking mother. I know. <sighs> now, a few months go by as the police try to get everything ready for trial. In the meantime, a woman calls and says, hey, I know the shooter of that lady, that uh, Taco Bueno shooter lady. <laughs> and they're like, what? And my boyfriend done tell me the whole story the night it happened. And they're like, okay. And she said, he named Michael Lawrence. And he now in jail. Mm. And Michael Lawrence shared a jail cell with Michael Speck, mm-hmm. Billy Earl's nephew, who was in the car. So police now understand that these two Michaels were in the silver car that was following Nancy and... And that's the connection. Like, yes, really none of the hee-hugging, they were all just, they were, I mean, they were like mean, but they weren't going to fucking kill anybody. No. But when this Michael met the other Michael in jail, those two like, that fucking Michael will kill somebody. Yeah. So... The trial begins in 2014. Police believe they have the two Michaels. Michael Lawrence, who is in no relation to the he-hugging at all, did the shooting because he heard about it from his cellmate, Michael, whatever, who's related to the he-hugging. Right. So those two did it, hoping to get probably some of this cash. A huge payout. That's yeah. going to the he-hugging. By 2014, so 2012, Nancy is shot. 2014 is the trial. Nancy has divorced Frank, good for her, and changed her name to Nancy Shore, back to her maiden name. She is working. She has friends. She has... Move, Do you totally think moved she had on to go life. to a different church because all those fuckers bailed what's his name out? Or do you think they uh, were like, I would be sorry. pissed, but I feel yeah. like she is a bigger person, but I would still I know, be pissed. It's just hard to be so nice um, all the time. Beavis Brianna gets married and has Frank who is out on bail for m- trying to murder her mother. She invites Frank and he walks her down the aisle. He sure does. So her mom, Nancy has to be at a wedding with a man who tried to murder her. You're right, Sarah. And Nancy, bless her heart, says, we had a good time. time. What the fuck? I, 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 I can't. I just, either she's such a, she's so much better as a human being than the rest of us, which I, I think she is. I would walk up to him and just kick him in the balls until they were mush. Yeah. I mean, until they were actual mush and someone had to physically peel me off of him. Or I'd be a nightmare drunk mother of the yeah. bride and be like, I can do it. Do you know his yeah. dick is only one centimeter? What happened one time was Asha's dad tried to murder me. Yeah. But I'm boom. Yeah. Like, oh, that one didn't really land. Uh, because he's fucking out on bail for trying to murder but you. But everyone knew. That had to be the most fucked up wedding of the century. I can't even imagine. I'm, I'm, there's no, there's no, no words. It's anger inducing. No words. You, do you need more wine? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we see Jamie Beck, who is the prosecutor. And I liked her right away because she says, I try not to be personal in my job, but I I didn't like Frank at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Neither do we. And like, what a, what a stretch. He's a 
complete fucking um, shit bag. He's a nightmare. Oh my god. Hee gang testifies. Now of course they're all in jail for other crimes, so they come in in their <laughs> right. orange suits. It's not Except a huge surprise. Charlie is out on jail, so Charlie came in a regular outfit. Um, and Charlie oh. even says, as he was testifying, he's like, I was looking at John, and he was pissed I was there, and he kept smashing his pen down on the table. Right. And he was like, Charlie was like, looked at him and was like, fuck you. You know, like, what are you going to do about it? And then Charlie says something... Um, that we'll get to that, uh, yeah, we get to it later. That okay. should get a little bit more attention, but it didn't. Um, another bit of proof that I, I'm not sure if the daughters are learned. Maybe they can't, um, maybe they don't have like a, the, is there like a common sense orb in your brain or section or something that maybe they don't have? Uh, or can they not read? I don't know. Um, because Frank's computers showed all of his money transfers that he did mm-hmm. when he didn't do cash, he did money transfers to the hee haw gang. So it was on the computer. Yes. And he's an accountant. It wasn't even, yes. So he, he didn't even care. He was he didn't so care. lazy. Yeah. He was like, this is easier to press a button. And that literally tied Frank to the two Michaels. They found like a paper trail tying him to the man who shot his wife. Uh, They proved Frank's motive because the mistress of, of three years, handsome Suzanne, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Frank bought her a home in California. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I feel like those are expensive, a home in California. I I feel like they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then a home in fucking Tahoe. Tahoe is where we need to go next for our vacation, I think. I, yeah, I'm game. Lake Tahoe, let's yeah. go there for next for our okay. vacation. Okay. And then he just gave her $2 million in cash. He just gave it to her? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, that's... Cool. Yeah. Suzanne uh, took the stand... And they showed many text emails where she did pressure him to finally get separated. And she said, I totally, like, he explained it, that they were separated. They lived together only when he was in town because he was so rarely in town. He just would stay with her to be able to see the kids or the grandkids or whatever. Um, She said, I had no idea they were, like, married, married. I thought they, you know, she had, she was told a whole different story. Um, but she wanted to get married to him, so she needed yeah. him to have legal paperwork. And so she was nagging him a lot, saying, "I'm done. Like I am. Div- like I'm leaving you mm-hmm. if you don't by this date get the paperwork together." And so Frank was getting a huge pressure from Suzanne, and but he, the whole mm-hmm. three years he had been trying to kill. Nancy. Right. So it wasn't like he finally got an ultimatum and decided to kill her off. The whole three years, he had been desperately trying to get her killed. Right. And she had, she said she had no idea. And I don't think she did. I think she was just living in Tahoe, going back and forth to Cal- I mean, $2 million and right. doing God knows what. And Frank's defense are two human formed turkeys that are just nobody likes a defense lawyer but you need them you know i guess he they say all the criminals are criminals can you trust a criminal and the prosecutor says who else are you going to ask to kill somebody but a criminal like that's 
sorry, that's who they are. They are criminals, but their sto- that's just their story to tell. Um, and they have all this money from fucking Frank and his mm-hmm. picture and his cell phone and know all this information. Uh, whatever. And then the defense says Frank didn't want his wife killed. He just... um. They try to word it like he was just giving them money to just give them money and be kind. And then they were like, why? Well, just because that's who he was. Millions of dollars. Charlie, though, adds in, and this is what I thought should have had more than just one sentence. He said he would get bags of money that stink like dead bodies, would have blood on it, pieces of hair, like pieces of tissue. Yeah. And reeked like death. Like, you know the smell of death. Mm-hmm. And he was told by Billy Earl that these this money was sent over from Kuwait in the caskets of dead soldiers. Fucked. And the defense attorneys were like, that's not true. That's not whatever. Yeah. And like, would Charlie just make that up, though? I don't know. And in outside information, to go with oh, this. What happened? Okay. Frank stole millions and millions and millions of dollars in cash from the defense contractor who was getting his money from Iraq. So it it might go together. But that that was all they said. And Charlie was just like adamant, like that's what fucking happened. Mm -hmm. And he was just wanted nothing to do with that. But he still probably enjoyed his four wheelers. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, The defense says that the Hee Haw gang was just blackmailing him for having an affair Mm -hmm. and going to Vegas. And his church wouldn't have liked that. So this dick paid $800,000 for his church not to find out that he goes to Vegas? Churches go to Vegas on trips together. It's crazy. They wouldn't have given two shits. And if he would have had an affair and walked up there and said, I repent, they would have said, oh, what a fucking Uh, hero. I know. Isn't that what Jesus is for? You're supposed to tell him you fucked up and he's supposed to forgive you? Or, I don't know. I mean, I... I mean, if you had an affair and said you were sorry and tried it over your church would support you, maybe? I don't know. You don't pay $800,000 to a hee-haw gang! No, the purpose of Jesus is like, here's this guy who's living life the right way, if you believe that Jesus is living life the right way, right? Like by not being judgmental and by not adhering to these traditional rules of Judaism because yeah. he was Jewish, right? And he was like, we don't have to do this. Like we should just love. That's just like the bottom line is there shouldn't be class. There shouldn't be like, we should just love. That's the thing is like, obviously these people who say they're yeah. following Jesus aren't really doing well, it. Of course not. Right? Because... And this doesn't even make any sense. No, 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 no. And Ashley, no. the daughter, totally agrees, like, why he was paying. He, she tells Andrea, like, he was being blackmailed for the affair. Right. You would go, if I... I of course. What? I'm not going to pay some dick no. $800,000. I'm going to go to my wife and say, I'm going to divorce you and marry right. my side piece. Right. And then take my $800,000 and go to Lake Tahoe and yes. gamble it. It's the dumbest. What the hell? Everything Ashley, is why is your brain just a, a fart? It's a hot <laughs> fart. Really There's no is. substance there. It's a dirty, it hot really fart. It really is. Shame yeah. on you. Shame on yeah. you. Yeah. Shame on you. Yep. God damn it yeah and then they even go as far to say that nancy's shooting was just 
Frank decided to stop paying until they shot Nancy. What? That he was shilling out money out of his butthole as of to like a week before. Like what? I, I don't no. know. He didn't say any of this shit to the police day one nope. and say, oh my God, I've been being blackmailed for three years. I decided to not stop paying them and told them that and now they shot right. her. Why didn't he say all that then? What a dumb bitch. He never mentioned that to the police no. because it's not true. No. And then to just stab that fucking bullet right in her other fucking eye, the three fucking Howard children take the stand for their fucking dad against their mother's fucking case. This is hideous. I, if I was their mother, I would have gone up there and just slapped the shit out of them. Right? Like, God damn you. Why did I raise such a big shit bag fuck face? Right. I shit you three out and you come and stab me in the back like this and go on the stand for your goddamn fucking dad who tried to have me killed? Yes. It's sick. Like, how dare you? I don't know. You should just go sit in a rotten yeah. sewer, you I mean, that's- assholes. <laughs> You're right. I just, Nancy had to sit there day after day and watch her fucking kids go up there. How that I, I just that would tear your fucking heart out. How did she do this? And then they sat on his side of the courtroom every day. I know because she really she really did have Jesus in her heart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean she even said I mean, and Ashley even says, this wasn't blind support of our dad. This was a reasoned yeah, support. No, no. You cannot reason no. when you're in between your no. ears is just some bum yes. that farted in your ear. <laughs> and that is your brain. If it was reason to support, you would see all of the evidence, evidence. that is stacked against your goddamn stupid ass father. Oh my God, I know. You absolute I know. Fuck, fuck face. I know. Oh, I hate her so much. Nancy just says, I was trying to understand and they just wanted to believe their father. Just again... She's a better person than us. Okay. The jury is out for 90, 90 minutes. minutes, which is, I think, like the lo- like uh, the minimum you have to be. It really I think is. you have to be out yeah. for a certain amount of time. Yeah. The jury just went and took a dump and came back. Yep. They were they knew he was guilty minute one. They didn't give a shit about the lunch or anything. No, they didn't they eat their like, sandwich. This guy is fucked no nope. they came guilty. back guilty yeah and then ashley says right away we knew we heard guilty and we just go right on to appeal it was yep. either free he goes home or guilty appeal i had no time to think about it mm-hmm. your dad was just guilty mm-hmm. by a jury of his peers in a court of law and you listened every day to right. all of the evidence and right. you still think you're going to appeal because he is innocent mm-hmm. i hope that a vampire comes and curses you to hell, <laughs> Ashley. I hope that you go into a dimension where spider mm-hmm. people give you a yeast infection every that day. That can never be cured. That is never cured. And they cut off your hand so you cannot itch your yeast infection. That's what I wish for you. You are a fuck bag. A fuck bag. Ashley Fuckbag, that is your name. Shame on your Fuckbag yeast uh-huh. infection. Yep. 
And of course, all appeals fail because even uh, Tidmouse can see yeah. this dick is guilty. <laughs> a Tidmouse with severe learning issues that has really struggled through school that sees that this asshole is guilty. <laughs> My God. It's true. It's true. Now, the Michael Lawrence, the shooter, he has an up and down shitty, he's guilty, then it's overturned, mm-hmm. then he's not guilty, mm-hmm. then he's guilty again. Mm-hmm. So he is in jail currently for the shooting. Um, as we said, Frank is also getting, um, he might have gone to trial for it already because he embezzled $6 million from his boss. Right. The body cool. money, yeah. maybe. Um, and then we see Nancy at the end where um she says i i know he's guilty like i know yeah. he is it was hard for me to accept at first i know he's guilty we see charlie who says john howard you messed up buddy you're smart not really no but you hired an idiot to do your dirty work yeah and then he says he feels really guilty for nancy he said that nice christian lady lost her eye she did mm, charlie she, she did she did and then he says uh, to John Howard's kids, sorry, but your dad didn't deal with it. Yeah. Like, he thinks they're fuckbags, he too. He was fucking trying to tell them something. And they're just like, no. Andrea says to the two fuckbag girls, she says, what do you say to people that say you two girls are delusional? And then she talks in a circle, pretty much saying, well, those are people that haven't ever talked to my dad. Well, you shitbag. They're people that have seen the evidence. And have a brain. And then she says, so are you going to like talk to your mom? Because they're all estranged. Like they. Right. Nancy doesn't talk to her children at all. And then they said, oh my gosh, we're a strong family. We'll get over it. I think Nancy is pretty much like, fuck you kids. Yeah. Um, Nancy wrote a book called The Shooting of Nancy Howard. Yes. Um, So you can read that and support her if you would like. And then at the end, she just cries because. Mm -hmm. Her children are, she has no connection to her children or grandchildren, probably. And hopefully it does heal. She lost her children. She lost her family. She lost her home. She lost her lifestyle. Um, She lost her eye. She lost her husband that she loved. She lost everything because her dick husband had her shot in the head. She lost everything. And she's like, like, she's like, why did this happen? I mean, and she's just crying. Like, I, I would yes. have wanted everything to say the same. Like, I, she did nothing wrong. Yes. And it's just like, why did this happen? I mean, it's just so sad. Oh, God. I don't know. Just some men I, I, are so terrible. Frank John is terrible. Frank John Franklin Howard, you are the stinkiest douche that T-dubs. ever stink t-dubs the worst oh, t-dubs anyway that is our story for this week and thank you for being patient um if you would like to give us a review on this classy episode you just heard sorry that, that would I be great burped into it absolutely unprofessional it was disgusting i mean just but i drank a half a bottle of wine yeah we did oops that's fine we don't have nothing to do. Fuck no. Um, well, we'll be back 
for you Thanks. and we're trying to get another patreon oh, episode we're gonna out get to it too. together yeah. we're gonna get a shirt together a shirt our shirts will be on shit together bye, bye. <laughs>